When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But also, you make that $50 or more first-time deposit, and you'll receive a free CHGO membership that gets you all of our great web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Two Gs in free bets, a free CHGO membership, all that great stuff, a free T-shirt, all that for making a $50 or more First time deposit at PointsBet. And remember, use that code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. Happy, what day is it? Wednesday. Wednesday. Thanks for being here. I see the uh, the chat is on fleek, as the kids say, uh, already. <laughs> oh, Thanks, everybody, for Yikes. joining us. <laughs> they still say that? Sarah, do kids still say on fleek? I did not expect um, our show to really. start with Jay saying the chat is say. on fleek. I'm so out of touch. Yeah. I don't think we were just talking about Sean Mendez <laughs> and Justin Bieber too and then you pull that one. <sighs> oh well. Anyway, as the kids say, smash that like button Eat on it. YouTube if you're in there. I know they still say that. I've been I've been I've been told to say smash the like button. There you go. So smash the like button. It's very very helpful for it was us. Was in that nice handout of uh <laughs> terms the kids still say that CHGO handed <laughs> on us. Fleek. Yeah, I'll cross good. that one off. Yeah. Fine. I'm just trying, everybody. I'm trying to stay hip. I'm going to get some frosted tips pretty soon. There you go. Just to appear younger than I. I got to do the just for men beard thing, too, (laughs) at some point. Anyway, we've got some stuff to talk about. Uh, Thanks, Mark Lazarus. Thanks, Jonathan Taves. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah. uh, (laughs) That was easy to produce a show. I'm starting starting to feel like uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon with uh, Duncan Keith. Sorry, Duncan Keith. We're going to have to bump you. We will eventually talk about him retiring. We will talk about him retiring when he comes out of retirement to play for another team next season. For his one last shift. Yeah. It's Uh, pretty crazy. It it Uh, is nuts that when you have one of the all-time greatest (laughs) players in franchise history retires, and we even haven't had a chance to dedicate an entire hour to him yet. Yeah. We will. Um, Trust us. It's coming. Eventually. It's certainly coming. One of these years tomorrow. we'll have that full, off, that <laughs> slow off season we've been waiting for. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow we're going to talk to Scott Wheeler from The Athletic. He profiled the top 50 prospects in the game. Several of them are Blackhawks, which is good news. But we are going to get to Jonathan Taves today, and that's the key thing. And I'm sure everyone who's got an Athletic subscription has had the chance to read uh, some of the quotes from Jonathan Taves. If not, we have them here. Um one thing he says here that really stands out to me is he's referring to all the guys leaving, all the turnover. That's where it gets really, really draining and exhausting. You have a guy like Alex Debrinkit who was under Kaner's wing, and I think that Kirby and I had a bond in some ways too, and out they go, out the door, over and over. We've seen that turnover. I'm learning to be more patient, but there's no doubt the timeline is pretty daunting and pretty exhausting to think about, so I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to do – what I'm going to do or what the future holds for me because I really don't know. If you read this, it definitely sounds like Jonathan Taves is on board to give it a shot and see what the beginning of the season looks like. And then if I'm a betting man, which I am because of points bet, we, um, I think he's gone at the deadline. I really do. Yeah, I, I think that's the most logical way. They're not trading him now because first and foremost, he hasn't, Waived his no-movement clause. Um, You know, this was the best version of the Taves talking rebuild that we've had. It wasn't, you know, 
the first time around where you, I don't know what a rebuild is. And then it was like, <laughs> now I'm angry because I don't understand what's going on here. Now I think he's taking a step back. As Jonathan Taves has done in the past, like that first take is never really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then he learns his lesson <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. comes back a little more polished and it sounds better. Take two and take three are always better. Yeah. Right. So uh, it, it sounds like a guy that is, is legitimately conflicted. And you could totally understand that. I mean, you, you go back to what, how important this guy has been to this franchise. Greatest captain in team history. Nobody's ever going to change that. Um, led this team to three titles, the golden age of, of Blackhawks hockey. Jonathan Taves was a major part of that. So it's tough for him to see. Not only is, has that page turned, but he can see the writing on the wall that the next golden age of Blackhawks hockey is not going to have him be a part of it, on the ice at least. And that's tough for a guy like that who lives and breathes and dies hockey. That's all he does. He's hockey. He's lived for this. It's got to be tough to realize that it's kind of coming to an end. And it's a tough pill to swallow. And, you know, if, if he would have had these kind of conversations when all this stuff first came up, I don't think he would have had as much blowback. I wouldn't have been as critical of him as, as, as I have been. Um, and I get the passion and, and the, 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 the anger to begin with. I mean, you kind of should have seen it coming, but maybe not. When all you're focused on is training and getting ready for the season, maybe you don't pay attention to those outside things. So it is a bit of a wake-up call for him. And this is a guy that legitimately doesn't know what he wants to do. I believe him when he says that. Like Other guys will say, oh, we'll, just, we'll decide when the time comes. And I don't buy it. But from him, I, I, I really think he's torn from between being loyal to this franchise and maybe trying to move somewhere else to get one more ring. And a ring and another cup for guys like Taves and, and Kane – I don't know how important that is to them. I mean, I know they want to win. That's their main goal. But are they willing to leave Chicago to do it? I think that's a really legitimate, tough question for those guys to answer that they don't have an answer for because one more Stanley Cup for either of those guys does not change anything for them. They're both first ballot Hall of Famers. They're both going to have statues at the United Center that will be way better than the Dustin Brown statue in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. <laughs> we can laugh at that later. Um, they're going to have their numbers in the rafters. Winning a, a fourth Stanley Cup with the Boston Bruins or the, or the New York Rangers doesn't change that. It doesn't no. change their legacy. So Jonathan Taves is a, is a legit man who is conflicted between his past, his, his life in Chicago, and – what may or may not happen down the road. So it was nice to hear a more rational, reasonable take from him this time around. Yeah, I mean, he's he's speaking honestly. This is the only environment he's ever known is the Chicago Blackhawks and the Chicago Blackhawks essentially being in the mix of trying to be a playoff team, trying to win, trying to win Stanley Cups and being successful on, on a number of occasions. So to go into a situation where it is so clearly tearing everything down, yeah. all his buddies are getting traded, he's never experienced that before. And it's probably something very hard for him to wrap his head around of, okay, do I even get close to anybody on this team? Like, how do, how do I lead this team knowing that a portion of these players aren't going to be around by February? I might not be around by February. Like, that's, that's a very... Uh, different mindset going into a season that he's probably ever had. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the the balance of what he wants to do is definitely not tilted uh, completely in one direction, um, whether it's staying with the team, being open to a trade, or as uh, he talked about in, in the article uh, by, by Mark Lazarus, considering retirement. Like, that's it's, – it's not off the table for him. It's not something he's – necessarily leaning towards but it's something that he he has as he said he has in in his mind in, in, as a potential uh outcome and i just i like jay said i would also bet that he is moved um but i also wouldn't be surprised with any outcome whether it's a trade um playing out the season and then retiring or maybe he sees enough enjoys this season somehow enough to be like, you know what, I'm going to see out the next three, four years, whatever, um, 
and want to come back. Obviously, that would be that would need a discount, but it would. Uh, I, I I don't rule that out, but it's definitely not my uh, my first thought when I think of what Taze's future could be. I just wonder if the Hawks want him back beyond this year, and that's I guess that remains to be seen. And you know, last year we we kind of got frustrated with what what Taze said about. Like I don't really know how to how to be a captain right now. Something along those lines. Right. And he kind of re-mentioned that yesterday. He said, So much of this stuff has been out of my control for quite some time, and it's a weird place to be as a captain. It's hard to tell sometimes what should be your concern and what shouldn't be, aside from just playing your game. So I think what he's saying in is and what he tried to say was my whole career, and think about this, like this is probably the first Rebuild. I mean, obviously, the first rebuild Taves has been a part of. Maybe the first really bad team he's ever been a part of. And it's a guy who has been praised as one of the game's great leaders for all time. Well, well Taves, and I'll say Taves was part of a rebuild, but he was the goal of that rebuild. Yes, and but he was at – so, yeah. but And you could see the light at the end of the tunnel on that one. This mm-hmm. one, the t- you haven't even gotten in the tunnel yet. Right. Right? So, I think that what he's trying to say is – I know how to lead through a playoff chase. I know how to lead through expectations. I know how to welcome young players and integrate them into the team of established veterans. This is different. When wins and losses aren't the day-to-day focus, I have to relearn how to lead that way. And that's valid. I think that's valid. And I think, like you said, take two, take three has always been better for Jonathan Taves. And I like that he's being honest. I like that he's shooting from the hip. I think, you know, we get on athletes sometimes for not saying anything. We were talking about Kirby Doc not saying anything <laughs> yeah. to John Scott the other day, and now here's Jonathan Taves, and I have, I have nothing to be criticized in this Lazarus piece. I think that he's just speaking his mind, and I do think, like Greg said, he really doesn't know what he wants to do. He, he's excited to play for Luke Richardson, so that's something. Maybe Lucas Reichel is really makes a jump and maybe Luke Richardson actually coaching these players and having a a scheme that works makes the team a little bit better than people expected I don't know and I think that Taves feels that way we know uh, Patrick Kane feels that way based on comments from Chris Chelios last week that he talked to him and, and Kane is also really conflicted I think both those guys are going to enter the season open-minded and just say let's just see what happens and go from there but I Look, the reality is you look at this roster, we've broken it down over the last couple weeks. It's not going to be good. It's just not going to be a good team. There's really no way around it. And uh, who knows like how much patience these guys will have. I, I feel like Kane will probably be a little more patient than Taves just because personality-wise, I think they kind of are different in that way. And Kane also has the individual achievements you know, within reach in terms of Blackhawks all-time leader in several categories. So that's something, too. I just, I don't know, I have, I have no problem with what he said yesterday. I think that his head's in the right place. It's a tough place to be for a guy who, I'm sorry I'm rambling, who we um, have always praised as the ultimate competitor. And he was a big part of the reason the Hawks won those Stanley Cups. And it's understandable that this sort of an adjustment would be really, really hard for him to adjust to yeah yeah it's it's really i don't say it's easy but it's much easier to be a captain of an nhl team when you're winning championships yeah there's not a lot of criticism he had and and the majority of his career he was on top it was it was a lot easier to to face the media you know when you're covered in champagne because you just won your third stanley cup right and now he's a captain of a team that is the exact opposite of a stanley cup champion right now but trying to get there. So it's an adjustment for him, too, to, like, how do I say the right things? How do I come off not sounding selfish or sounding like I'm angry or grumpy? Mm-hmm. As, you know, Derek King literally called, said, we have a grumpy captain in the room in right. a post-game speech. It's not exactly what you want to hear, but his reasons are valid. Nobody yeah, said his course. reasons for being angry were unvalid. Uh, it was more of like, well, maybe saying these things at this time isn't the right thing. You could feel, you are you 100% can feel what you feel, just maybe express it a little differently. Mm. I think, you know, you mentioned maybe he can come back for a couple of years. I think it's like 50-50 to either trade it at the deadline or plays out the season and retires. But 
one scenario, I, if he thinks his future might be in coaching, maybe he wants to be a coach someday. I don't know if that's his thing, but if that's where he wants to say, hey, I want to stay part of this game, I want to be around a team mm -hmm. for the rest of my life, then maybe that's where he decides, yeah, I'll come back for a discount for another year or two where he can like start the transition into a coaching life by being a coach on the ice for a young rebuilding team. Maybe that's where he figures out his path. I could see that as a way for him playing in Chicago beyond that season. But as Jay mentioned, do the Blackhawks want that? I would. Do they, do they want to maybe? I mean, it's hard to say, hey, you don't want Jonathan Taves and his expertise here if he's willing to be that leader. Mm -hmm. Or do you just want to like, you know what? It's time to really move on. I think you look at the salary cap and the potential for it to move up over the next couple of years and where the Blackhawks are at right now, I, I would think if Jonathan Tay said, hey, I'm in for see, to see this out over the next three years, four years, whatever it is, uh, if he went to Kyle Davidson and said that, I would imagine that the Blackhawks wouldn't shoo Jonathan Tay's away and say, no, 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 we don't want you at $3 million, $4 million, whatever. Because what he said in the article was that, you know, he's actually at now a place in his health that he feels more like himself. And this time last summer was, that was not the case. And we saw at the back half of last season, hey, he's starting to produce more. He's starting to look a little bit more like, you know, a more a, a serviceable hockey player at the NHL level that isn't battling himself as much isn't battling his own body as much um so that's i mean maybe he feels more optimistic about you know the the longevity of his career uh health wise and yeah i i think if he were to if he were to play out this season one it would be awful for the blackhawks to just say no we're not bringing you back because then you had jonathan taze he leaves for nothing worst case scenario um, but I think if, if he were to come back and say, yeah, like I'll take a th three by three or, or three or, or four years at three million, four million, whatever to see out the plan. I don't think that they would shoo that away because that then says like, hey, he's bought into this. If you have Jonathan Taze as the captain bought into a rebuild, I think that does wonders for the locker room. And if, if he's at the point in his health where he feels like he's a little bit more happy uh, with himself because he has those high standards for his for his health and his in his uh, his play. If he's happy with those standards, I don't know. I think we're talking about still a serviceable um, NHL centerman and a guy that, if you have in the locker room, can continue to bring along these younger players and and be that established veteran voice in the locker room. That is if he is bought into it, and I, I think he's still trying to figure that out, and I don't blame him. We have uh, Mr. Duds in the comments asking, or just saying, uh, I'm not clear why Kyle doesn't go ask 1988, ask and be moved. I guarantee you that that conversation has happened. Um, he has said he's not going to yeah, force the issue. But I'm sure, but, but he also yeah. said at, at prospect camp right after the free agency that he's had, quote, healthy conversations with both Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, you have to, there's no way that that didn't, that, that didn't come up in those healthy conversations. At least well, say, hey, course. Yeah, what course. do you guys want to do? Okay, so I'm, I'm sure he probably hasn't flat out said, hey, how about you guys waive this? But they've had those discussions. And those guys earned those, you know, whether what you th believe in as far as he who shall not be named and passing out no movement clauses like Halloween candy. Those two. Those guys earned it. Yeah, no, they have earned the right to, if they want to stay here, stay here. Absolutely. You're welcome to stay here. It's not a bad thing. So they've earned that right. So I'm sure that has come up in, a, in those healthy conversations just to kind of gauge where they stand. Mm -hmm. Um you know, you're not going to just come up and say and hold a gun to their head and say, "Here, sign, sign this, wave this clause." You, you don't, you can't treat those guys like that. If there's two guys in this franchise that have earned that the right to say, "I don't want to be traded," it's Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. And you got to respect right. their decision, regardless right. if you agree with it or not. A couple comments I wanted to get to. There was one up a little bit farther, Sarah from Region Rev, saying you didn't hear Jonathan Taves use the word "we" in uh, the interview, and that's true. And I think. Part of the problem is Jonathan's probably not feeling very connected to this team right now. 
All his friends are gone. Yeah, I mean, all the guys that he was, not all the guys, obviously Patrick Kane is still there, Connor Murphy is still there, guys he has played with for, for some time uh, are still there, but it just, it's got to feel to him like it's not his team anymore. So, and it's also, he's being asked direct questions about himself. That's part of it. There's also a, right. a comment down lower um, from Emma Rutt. I think that's how you say it. Uh, the issue is how do you move Taves without eating half of his deal? Well, you do. Um, well, you you do, eat yeah. half the deal. You, you have to. You eat and half the deal. There's no problem in that. It's not a problem. It's over after this year. Um, the money is spent anyway. So right. I think the question is, you know, does that make him look bad that you had to eat a deal to move it? No. Nah. The way you spin that, if you need to spin it, is you just say, hey, by eating half the deal, we were able to get more assets back in return. Right. So I don't think that's a concern at all. I don't think it's a concern at all. Let me ask you no, this. And, and the Blackhawks have what? 10 million yeah, in cap yeah, space right now? Issue. It, it's not, it's is, not a problem. I know it's Stockholm Syndrome where we're like <laughs> attached to the salary cap. That's not right. a problem right now. So it's no. if you got to eat half that deal for half a year, you gladly do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. And, and Mario, you sort of addressed it already, uh, gave your opinion. But if the Hawks announced today that Jonathan Taves has agreed to a three-year extension, how do you feel about that? Are you excited? Are you uh, like, it's, meh? It's, are it's you, the money. Yeah, is it a three year at six, seven million? Then I'm like, uh, what? Why? Yeah, why are we doing that? Well, it's, it's not three, you it's, shall not be named anymore. If it's so three we'll years, if 11 it's, million total, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not, yay, I'm not super excited, but I, I would understand it and I'd be absolutely okay with that. You know how I would feel? I would feel like, how would you feel, Jay? Taves suddenly trusts the people running the hockey, hockey ops, and that would make me feel good. Yeah. yeah. The I fact think, that, that it's okay. not so much that Jonathan Taves would be, which great. I would love for Jonathan Taves. If, I want him to finish his career in Chicago. That would be wonderful because I don't think, do. even at the yeah. deadline, they're not going to get a massive haul for Jonathan Taves. You might, get, not, yeah. you might get a second, maybe a third-round pick. If he has a bounce-back year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Kane is a different story. But if, if Taves wants to end his career here, that would be awesome. But I think seeing him buy in – would indicate to me that he has done his due diligence and spent enough time with Davidson and Richardson and all the people running the team and has said, all right, these people know what the F they're doing. I'm in. Let's do this. Yeah. I want to be here when we come out the other side. Yeah. And that, to me, would be more exciting than even like the hockey prospects of that whole thing. I f- yeah, I feel like any a Taze extension is an indication that he is going to be um, – bought in and a positive influence on the locker room. And I think that that, as long as it's not, you know, an extravagant amount of money, um, I would be, I would be good with that. Cause I think that's a positive, a, a, a happy and bought in and I'm willing to do this. Jonathan Taze, any locker room would, Absolutely. would benefit. That'd be from huge. That. It'd be a huge asset for this team. Mm-hmm. If he's, if he decides that, yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to spend the, the heyday, the twilight years of my career Passing the torch on to the next generation of Blackhawk stars, how the hell could you be upset with that? No, there's nothing mm-hmm. to be upset about right there. Because these next two, three, four years is not about wins and losses. It's it's about progression. And if he's there to help a Lucas Reichel, a Frank Nazar, you know the guys we're going to be drafting in the next couple of years, reach their full potential and help the Blackhawks get back to the days of hey. Who's coming to the United Center for banning raising ceremonies as opposed to, well, now we got to go help another team raise their banner like this year? There's no reason to get upset with that. Yeah. Um, but having, you know, quote unquote, grumpy Jonathan Taves walking around, that's counterproductive to what you're trying to do. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. If he decides he wants to come back for a couple more years, that tells me he's on board and he's willing to be that extra coach on the ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and help these guys. And you want that. You absolutely want that. Uh, Jonathan Taves, as a resource to young players, is invaluable. Um, it, it goes, the value goes far beyond what he'll produce on the ice. The only downside of that is you delay the captaincy of Reese Johnson. Yeah, but Reese Johnson's <laughs> only downside. Reese Johnson's got like 15 years still left. So I mean, that's true. That's true. You know, let, let C the, squared. They'll put a little two yeah. up next to <laughs> the C and Reese Johnson. We actually had a question. Uh, who was it? Let me scroll up here. About if there ever was a player coach. Nate had a history question. Player Reggie coach. Dunlop. Uh, uh, funny <laughs> you should mention that. If you read my latest this week in Blackhawks history column. Hey. 
the last player coach in NHL history was actually right here for the Blackhawks, Sid Abel. Uh, about 70 years ago, yeah, <laughs> uh, the Blackhawks purchased his contract. He was a star with the Red Wings, and he actually spent three seasons as player head coach, and he was the last one to do it. So uh, read those history columns. There's lots of fun stuff in there. They're very nuggets. cool. Uh, I published a piece, by the way, this morning, uh, recapping the last month. Today is the one-month anniversary of the Luke Richardson hire and think about everything that's happened since then. He hasn't won a, a game month. yet. He's a bum. This the rebuild's bum. a failure. Get him out of here. It has been a busy month. Yeah, yeah so sure. check that out. On One all month s- ago, three years ago. <laughs> check <laughs> that out on allchgo.com. <laughs> Become a member. And we want to remind you, by the way, Saturday at 2 p.m. at Soldier Field on the Waldron deck, there's going to be a CHGO tailgate. If you're going Woo. to the fire game, you're going to the Red Stars game, it starts at 2 p.m., lasts until 4 p.m., Soldier Field, Waldron Deck, come out and join the CHGO crew. They're going to be hanging out. It is sponsored by Revolution Brewing, so that's never a bad thing. Uh, come join the CHGO crew. Our White Sox tailgate was awesome. It was a blast. A ton of fun. This uh, promises to be the same, so go brave that downtown traffic this weekend. Anything else going on downtown? I don't think so. Not hmm. certain. Not that I've heard of. Nothing that yeah. I can think of off the top of my head. So, yeah, head on out to the official. <laughs> I'm, in my, I'm in my 40s. I have no idea what's going on downtown this weekend. It's not marketed towards me. Hey, and if you're a big soccer fan, uh, stay tuned right here on the CHGO YouTube channel because our fire podcast is following us up. The guys are in the bullpen warming up, so there's going to be some good footy chat shortly after we go off the air as well. Yes. Uh, back to the Hawks real quick. Nate, well, not real quick. It's the rest of the show. Uh, Nate had a question <laughs> shortly <laughs> about could the Hawks give a wink-wink, nudge-nudge, and say they're going to trade Taves in the offseason? No, because Taves is an unrestricted free agent after this season ends. So as soon as uh, as soon as soon he plays co- his last game, you can't yeah, trade him. He can, no, he can I, think what, I, think what he was, I think what they were saying, what the question was, hey, we'll trade you, but come on back. I think oh. I think that was the, uh, yeah. the but question. But how often do you actually see that? You, you you hear that a lot. You even hear it with people say that about the Brinkett. Antoine oh, Vermette did that. Well, yeah, okay, and who else? <laughs> hey, go win a cup and then yeah. come on back to Arizona. Yeah, I mean, did he go back to Arizona because he really wanted to be there, or is that all? That's the only person that called him that off season. Eh, maybe. So uh, you see it a lot. People you hear it in the Twitter and in our chats. Hey, it doesn't matter. The Hawks will just bring back the Brinkett when he's a free agent. How many times does that actually happen, though? Maybe it's when a guy be like Taves, very it's very few rare. and far between. Yeah, uh, at least in 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 hockey. I mean, you see it sometimes in baseball. Baseball, you know, chat, NBA does it sometimes. Yeah, you, you see it before, or, or you'll see it years later. They'll come back. Right. From yeah. You don't see it immediately. Hey, you traded me. Well, two we've seen that ago. many times in. Chicago. Well, unfortunately, we've seen, we've seen it. Well, those of guys we've traded away and then brought back. Right. You know, same. You know, trade for them to bring them back. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, if that's if one guy is going to do it, doesn't it, seem like his Jonathan style. Taze, it doesn't no. seem like his style. No, he's going to be like, listen, if you want me to stay here, I'm just going to stay here. Right? Like, don't don't trade me. Yeah, that's that almost never happens. No, it's it's a fan's <laughs> it's a fan's pipe dream because I think a lot of these players take getting traded personally, and they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, hey, you don't want me here anymore. Regardless of if it's the best business decision for the team, hockey players don't give a rat's ass about the business side of this. No. And, and, and the only Well, I should take that back. They only care about their paycheck come, showing up in their accounts every two weeks. That's the only right. business decision they care about. Right. They, they take a, being traded, you know, regardless of what they say in the press, as a slap in the face. Hey, you don't want me here. I'll show you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and a guy like Jonathan Taves, as competitive as he is, that might be insulting. To him and be like, well, you didn't well, you didn't want me for the last three months of the season, then I'm not coming back. And so. I and I think if he if he was to our point earlier, if he was bought into the new um, front office group and bought into the coach and everything, I don't think he would. Um, I don't think he would go about being like, yeah, you can trade me and then I'll come back. I think he would more or less be like, I'm bought in. Like, why do I have to go anywhere? I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go to. Boston for two right. for two months. I don't want to go. I want to live know, in a hotel in Winnipeg yeah, for three three exactly. weeks. Well, no one know. does. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's. I think he would he would rather say well, like, well, then just give me a contract extension. Don't don't use me as a as a pawn in your rebuilding plan. Like, I'm I'm Jonathan Taze. I'm the captain. I'm a future Hall of Famer. Like, I'm not a 
not a trade piece. Like if I'm if I'm here, if I want to be here, and I'm telling you I want to be here, I don't want to be, you know, jerked around like that. Yeah. Uh, a couple other quotes I want to get to from the athletic article, and again, uh, check it out. Mark Lazarus yesterday for the athletic. The <laughs> um, definitely, if you're Maybe. a Hawks fan, it's definitely worth a subscription. Like a couple bucks, it's like a cup of coffee a month, and it's got some great Hawks coverage. I think Powers and Laz do a great job, yeah. uh, and there's always. They seem to get the uh, access. They get the the team seems to prioritize them when they sprinkle stuff. For now, I mean, yeah, they you know <laughs> they have enjoy their, it while uh, you can, boys. No. <laughs> they do a great job. Yeah, they're they're they yes. So here here's the uh, here's the other quote I want to get to uh, from Jonathan Taves. I'm not going to say, hey, look at that. Look how the grass could be greener on the other side. But when you go through a couple of tough seasons like this, it definitely puts things in perspective. And reminds you how good you had it when things were all clicking and the stars were aligned for us. It kind of breaks your heart to think that way, to remember how crazy and how exciting it is in this city to play for these fans when we're on top. But this is a different stage in life where the challenges are different and you do the best you can. God, this guy, he's just so tortured. Yeah. You know, and, and it's... I think it's good to put the context of this quote is that at the, at the beginning of the article, they were mentioning Evgeny Malkin signing a lucrative extension to stay with Pittsburgh to stay with Sidney Crosby and stay with a team that is still looking to go for it and contend and saying like hey like why can't that be us yeah I think that I think that's the way Taze was kind of you're right that. and I'm glad you mentioned that because I think there are there is a percentage of Hawks fans that kind of agree with that like just bring the band back together let's give it another shot we tried that watch what happens with the Penguins they're going to be first round out, first round out, first round out, first round out, year after year they're after be year. Really bad for a long time. Yes, and you might say, well, at least they're in the playoffs. At least they have a chance. They don't actually have a chance, though. They do not have a chance to win a Stanley Cup. And sure, you want to like Sidney Crosby is a different deal. Just like as I think as you're evaluating the Hawks here, Patrick Kane is a different deal than Jonathan Taves, and so on and so on and so on. Sure, you keep Sidney Crosby around, but Chris Tang and Evgeny Malkin, they're not on that level. No. And all you're doing is signing up for at least four more years. You're paying of four, me- four years of IR stints. Yeah, and mediocrity and averageness and first-round exits, and maybe, just maybe, they upset, upset somebody in the first round, then get crushed in the second round. And then, and at you- the end of these four years, it's going to be ugly because they'll have no assets to show for any of those three superstars they had and they're gonna have to start from scratch just like the Blackhawks are doing well they've also they've also given pretty hefty deals to some middle lineup players and that never is a good idea yeah so I yeah the the, the Penguins are a very interesting team they've already had to dump John Marino like they're gonna have to dump another guy they're still over the cap Because they took the money they saved on John Marino and then quickly gave it to Jeff Petrie. Yeah. Like, uh, I so mean, I thought they were going to go in a comparison. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were going to go in a different direction when they brought in Ron Hextar and Brian Burke because it was like, hey, it's time to maybe start this over. And mm-hmm. instead, they're like, nope, we're going to pretend it's 2009 again. Woo! And you know what? When both of those guys are out of a job and the next Kyle Davidson is in, is in, Pittsburgh, is in Pittsburgh trying to yeah. clean up that mess, then you can, you can worry about it. I there mean, you go. I understand that line of thinking. You want to keep your fans happy, but, man, in the long run, I'll take what the Hawks are doing over what the Penguins are doing. Um, You know, for years and years and years for Chicago, it was, yay, we keep making the playoffs, but we're not going to win anything. I'd rather suffer for four or five years to try and win something. Knowing Mm -hmm. there's an end in sight. Right. To have an extended window again. Yes. That's... that's, that's And and to not be like, oh, let me prop open this window with this, you know, fragile stick. Because making the playoffs four years in a row with Chris Latane and and Evgeny Malkin and then losing in four or five games, six games, and then drafting 21st every year. Yeah, maybe you get lucky with one of those guys. Maybe yeah. you catch lightning in a bottle, but you don't find you usually don't find those franchise reforming players at that spot in the draft. And so we've, we've mentioned it a number of times as we've talked about this rebuild. Is look at what happened with the Red Wings in the in the mid 2010s. They they tried to hang on too yep. long, and then then they had to bottom out. They had to completely bottom out. And so it, it seems like they're finally like the, turning the page. I'm not 100 percent sold on them just yet. 
they're, but they're yeah. definitely trending in the right direction. But they think that they're at the point where they're like, all right, let's start going for it again. Well, you could see by their moves this offseason. Right. Like, oh, right. let's get this veteran and this veteran, all the veterans. Come on in. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see if that works. But they got there because they were able to draft dynamic players in the top and they 10 got for the, multiple years. They got in Raymond and Cider and Larkin and uh, those were all top Bertuzzi 10. Draft picks. And, yeah, they, I mean, they got a future. Yeah, and remind me, like 2013, that series against the Hawks where they were up three games to one and then blew it. <laughs> um, that was like the last time they made any real noise in the playoffs, right? Pretty I much, think yeah. 14 and 15 were first round exits. Yeah. I think that was their last like. Hey, and then we can then, then the, sh- the the streak ended in what 16 or 17. I think it was 16, of consecutive yeah. years. Yeah, I think they had two more playoffs appearances after that. And that's the what internet? they get. If they would have stayed in the Western Conference, maybe they could have. Uh, but they cried their way out east because of time zones, and now they haven't made the playoffs since. So however you want to look at it, it's been five years at least since Detroit was competitive, probably closer to nine since they were actually contending. That's why the Hawks are doing it this way, and I like the fact that Kyle Davidson is kind of like, I don't care about the past. I don't care about the Cups. I don't care what you've done here. We have a job to do, and we're going to do it. And again, whether or not it works out remains to be seen, but the plan is sound, and we're way behind on reads. <laughs> Sarah, I'm really sorry. Uh, I want to remind everybody the best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app, and when you do, use that promo code CHGO. Do it now, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to two grand. You're also, with a $50 or more first-time deposit, going to get that free CHGO membership. That'll give you access to all of our web content, our members-only Discord, and, of course, that free shirt from the CHGO Locker. We've got some awesome new designs, the CHGO Skyline, the Hey Chicago, What Do You Say Cubs design, and the Southside Bias uh, White Sox design. All of them are sweet. Pick one of those, pick one of the podcast logos, whatever you want. That comes with your $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet when you use that code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And one of the best part of being a Chicago sports fan is showing pride in your team. What's the point of being a fan of your favorite team and not telling the world that's who you root for? And CHGO has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's the Blackhawks, Bears, Cubs, White Sox, or Bulls. FOCO will have something for you, your kid, a friend, or loved one. Looking to get some new gear? Collectibles or, or accessories, FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids with everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. That's right. You can get some Blackhawks Crocs. We still got to get Peck some uh, Bulls Crocs. Does yeah, he have them yet? I don't know. We got to figure that out. We got to talk to him. Like, there'll be... Uh, for the for the show feet crowd out there, go get yourself some Blackhawks Crocs. You won't regret it. See some of our feet. Foco has got you covered with the best Chicago merchandise for your favorite team. Head on over to Foco. That's F-O-C-O dot com. Or if you're watching on our YouTube channel, you can click on the link in the description below. And the best part is for all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to get 10% off your purchase over from our friends at FOCO. Check them out. Get yourself some cool Blackhawks gear to wear for the remainder of this summer that will go on until October. We just got some news, everybody. Oh, look out. Max Domi's travel issues have been resolved, Ah. and there will be a press conference tomorrow at 10 a.m. via Zoom. Sweet. I guess you don't have to travel to your computer. Yes. So, so Mrazek was today via Zoom. Mrazek was today. Domi Max Domi tomorrow Zoom. at 10. Is he, in, is he in town? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, guessing, though, I'm guessing since it's on travel Zoom, Travel issues, not. Yeah. not have nothing to do with Eddie Olchek issues, uh, have been resolved, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. I, I can talk to Max Domi with no pants on tomorrow. Awesome. Nice. Well, you, in fairness, you did that at the Kyle Davidson press conference, too, and that was in person. Well. And we yeah. all had to have a talk <laughs> with you, Greg, and yeah, you understood. Was, uh, after a while, it was an interesting we choice. From. We got to be professionals. <laughs> you guys are no fun. <laughs> Zero fun with this crew. Uh, just wrapping up the uh, the Red Wings talk there. 14, 15, and 16 after the uh, the game seven loss to the Blackhawks. 14, 15, 16 out in the first round each year and then have not returned to the playoffs since. 
Yeah. So there you yeah. go. And as, uh, who was it? Uh, no, no roids, just rage says, to be honest, after our 2015 cup win, it's been pretty much a waste of time. Our rebuild could have done done by now. You're not wrong, especially after 2017, you know, you had the best record in the Western conference and you got just obliterated by the predators in four games. That should have been the time to be like, Hey, maybe we need to rethink things. And you know, that that's when we did get the, uh, Panarin trade, right? Was that after that? That was the off season of seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. So we did get the Panarin trade. We did get the 16, uh, seventeen. So yeah, they tried Panarin they tried, trade, the Jalmerson trade. Yeah, they tried something different, but it wasn't a full different rebuild. as in bringing back Brandon Saad. Right. So yeah, um, it was not the the not the it's, best it's, plan. Yeah, th- this should have been done at least two years ago. It should have been started at least two years ago. It should have been done after the after the seventeen eighteen season for sure. Absolutely, when you when you got swept by Nashville the next season, you didn't make the playoffs. That's when you should have stood up and, and was, said, yeah. "Do it." But as we know, that was never. Even though he wrote a letter, see, he who shall not be named had no interest of ever doing that, and uh, you know. But he got a promotion. We had a, uh, a two dollars super chat from Brandon there. Compare Kings and Wings rebuild. Uh, they took a long time. Took a long they time. They both end in ings. Kings yeah, and I, wings. I think we should. I think, pump that's, a, the I think that's a restaurant in should Nashville. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes a little bit on the the Kings are ready to be great again thing because they're in a pretty bad division. Not a lot of yeah. mega yeah. powers in the Pacific. They, yeah, are, they got that third um, spot because somebody had to. They are ready year. to be better, decent. Yeah, they're decent. They're going to be decent. a decent team. But they're. I mean, they're also you know last season kind of rode the. Uh, Improbable return of Jonathan Quick to decency. Yes, that um, helped. So I think, <laughs> but again, that is a team that went through a rebuilding phase and came out the other side of it with some quality future players. Yep, they've been patient and developing their young players. Exactly. That's what the Hawks have never done, and we need to see now. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Kings do this year. They got that little bit of taste of success, but you have to think. This look what the Ducks did. Ducks are going to be uh, uh, even better. Yep. Uh, you know, you got to think the Golden Knights are going to rebound. You know, if they get those guys healthy, they'll be uh, hanging around for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be a they're tough not be team. Bad. No, I, I mean, think, I hope they will be, but I mean, yeah. you know, you never know. You know, they've got some volatile parts there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you got to think they'll be better. So it'll be interesting to watch what the Kings do and the Wings if they both could somehow make the playoffs this year. Both believe that they are ready to uh, head back up the hill. So I'm actually more bought in on the Ducks this year than the Kings. I could I could see that. Yeah. As far as which, if only one of those two teams were going to make the playoffs this year, my if I was on the points bet app right now, I would put that money on the Ducks. Kings I, was I King, think they're King, a more dynamic team. Kings were the landing spot for Fiala, right? Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. They've got some decent players. Good players signed for pretty cheap. So Kopitar has two years left at ten. Uh, Jonathan Quick ha- is a free agent after next year at five point eight. Listen, to, see these numbers are why these teams can remain competitive too. Jonathan Quick at five point eight million—that's a bargain. Drew Doughty, <laughs> on the other hand, it wasn't for a few years, but yeah. Uh, Drew Doughty makes eleven million. Yeah, until twenty six, twenty seven. Oof, that's a tough one. That's a tough fill to swallow. That's, but that's he's those, still good, but he's not that. Yeah, no, he's not. But you've got Fiala. So it's the next a, next person to complain about Seth Jones' salary cap hit. Go look at Drew Doughty. <laughs> and they're basically the same player. Yeah, uh, Fiala point. makes seven point eight seven five. Dino, or uh, yeah, Philip Dino, five and a half until twenty twenty six twenty seven. That's a bargain. That's a fantastic. Adrian deal. Kempe four point two five for the Decent. next two years. Uh, Alex Iafalo four million for Decent. the next three, and they've got some good young players in Quentin Byfield. Uh, Brendan Lemieux, I still think is going to turn good. I don't know. I don't you're, know why I think eh, so. You're Maybe high. it's the Max Domi. Uh, I think it's effect. the name. Yeah, no, yeah. no, he's a pud. He's yeah. a pud. Oh, whack. he's a he is a, he's a huge pud. Confirmed yeah. pud whack. Yeah. Uh, huge pud. Uh, we just mentioned Seth Jones. No roids. No rage. Just I got one more question. Seeing how the Hawks, who the Hawks gave up for Seth Jones, who won the trade? I know it's going to be painful to talk about. I still think it's too early. I mean, if if. Columbus. The, uh, right now, you would say Columbus, but, you know, we don't know what, you know, Cole Sillinger had a really good rookie year. If he continues to progress, yeah. Adam Boquist, um, you know, is he worthy of that high draft pick that he was taken at? Not yet. Still could be. 
Um, and then, um, you know, I, it slips my mind who they picked this year. They selected sixth right before the Blackhawks Eurosec. was Eurosec. Eur- yeah. So, so the, got- ma- the major points of, of the trade are Seth Jones went to Chicago. Columbus got back. Two young defensemen. Adam Boquist. And what turned into Cole Sillinger and David Urasek. Right, that certainly Columbus. looks like a win to Columbus right Columbus now. Columbus won. And I would rather have uh, Boquist, Urasek, and Sillinger on this team right now than than Seth Jones. Yeah, especially for, at the cap hit he's at. For a rebuilding team, right? Yes. Exactly. Like yeah. the problem with the Seth Jones deal, as we've but said, we, but we can't complain about it because we're it's, that's it's, yeah. He's it was made it at the it, it was now. made at the wrong time. Had you f- told he who. Shall not be named to sit one out while this investigation is going on. We wouldn't have that problem right now, but Ugh, God, we can't do anything about it. And yeah. let's just appreciate that we do have a really good number one defenseman on our team. Yeah, I think granted, it's being wasted on a rebuilding team. Yeah, but let's appreciate that he's still a really damn good player. Yes, there's a reason you give up all that he's, stuff to get a player like that, and you pay him all that player. money. He is. Uh, if you listen to uh, the. The Survey Monkeys, done by uh, Jay Fresh online. He is a, a top-pairing defenseman, which I'm not not sad about that. I'm just sad about what they could have had in place of him. I think it's, yeah. for a rebuilding plan, that would have been much better. Yes, but they weren't rebuilding when that trade was made. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Great point by Narfin26. Yeah, but he shall not be named. Would have, wouldn't have drafted either of those guys. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, he would have reached. He would, he would have taken whoever Notre Dame's third leading scorer was. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Boy, that's painful. That's so, Narfin, that is so on. You're, you're so he's on He's it. 100% like, correct. They're both obvious picks made in those spots, so no, absolutely yeah, not. He would have, take, he would have taken a guy guys. that was like the 98th ranked prospect at six overall because he wants to be the smartest little man in the room. <sighs> Lord, oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the 2021 draft and see who was available at 12 and who would have been the <laughs> he who shall not be named pick. Yeah, who would have been the pick? Because Cole Sillinger was a, was a player that I had my eye on uh, at that time before the uh, – the, I wanted. I want before the trade. I was dying for Jesper Wallstead. That's who I wanted. That would have been good Goalie too. Goalie of the future. Yep. He never would have All made right, that. So Cole Sillinger was twelfth. Uh, I'm assuming we would have seen. He probably still would have taken Nolan Allen. Nolan Allen would. Yeah. <laughs> Nolan Allen would have probably been in the pick. <laughs> or Chase Stillman. He would have got got Riley's brother. Oh, he has to. You can't re- we see, have maybe that's the reason he made the trade in the first place. There you go. Let's see. Next year, his brothers come up. We can we can market the brothers. <laughs> Got to have all the brothers. That oh. would have been exactly the same. Does the, Max Domi have a brother playing hockey? Let's get him in. By the way, if Adam Boklis had not been traded, Jesper Kyle Davidson would have traded him in the draft. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. You know, like it's, That's also true. Because I think yeah. what, what we're seeing in Boquist is a little bit what we saw in Doc is he's never going to – it seems like he's not going to make that jump to elite. He's a really good offensive defenseman, and that's it. He's one-dimensional as hell. He is, uh, he is Eric Gustafson on steroids, if he's ever going to even put up numbers like that. I just – you know, I, I, I really liked Boquist's game, but he just was never going to really live up to, I don't think – um, what we all I don't sort of think, hope no, he would be. he's not going to be a, a a number one defenseman, but he'd be a good two, a good a good three, a good four if he hits his ceiling. He's he's a guy that would be really good on a team that has stud defensive defensemen on it, mm-hmm. because then you can you can deal with the the goals that he's going to watch go past his goaltender because you know he's his next shift he's going to help you score a goal. Right. Uh, but if you're if you're building your defensive squad around Adam Boquist, you might have problems. 22 and points in 52 games last year for Boquist. Yeah, yeah. that's not But fantastic. he had more goals than any uh, Blackhawks defenseman did, so. Well, yeah. he <laughs> And three more power play goals than any Blackhawks defenseman. He, he, that's true. He skipped over that. <laughs> Anything really is more than bar. zero. <laughs> yeah. I had as many power play goals as Blackhawks defenseman last year, and I didn't even get a shift. That's, that's had, not good. That's, that's impressive. Where's that I, chart? I want, here's my, here's my, what I would love to see this year. 
first power play of the season in Denver. Five Seth Jones. <laughs> Seth Jones scores a power play goal, so we can put that to rest. Oh, Didn't he yeah. do it in the World Championships? Yes. Yeah. The, the first, first, the first, yeah. the first, first power play. He gets it. First goal the U.S. scores is a power play goal by Seth Jones. Yeah. So Fantastic. there you go. That's what I want to see. I want to see the most ridiculous goal by a defenseman on the first power it should, play the first season. power play should be the Blackhawks send out oh, five, five defensemen, defensemen? just yeah. someone score please come on Luke you're a former D man <laughs> go for it that's 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 what we're going to have to bring up the next time we chat with coach Richardson yeah all right here we have our strategy uh, meetings we've got a comment from Michael in the chat who is officially the grumpiest YouTuber we have I wish we had a real GM Davidson was around he who shall not be named too long there is no relation. Oh, man. There's no relation. I worked for the same boss at the score for 14 years, and if I got his job, I would do it completely differently. Yeah, if one thing he learned, and he, nothing to do with Davidson that. And Davidson is doing it differently. He's doing it com- yeah. Yes. He's completely he shall differently. Not be named would never do what, but what, what, right. uh, what Kyle Davidson's he's, doing. He's literally doing the exact opposite. Literally, he's taking a Mr. Clean scrub pad to the walls and erasing that name off of everything. He's not even doing that. He's taking and writing and then writing Kyle everywhere. He's also looking beyond the season in front of him. Yeah. Whereas SB would always say, Uh, "Oh, we'll just figure out the off season next off season." We'll figure, (laughs) like the Brent Seabrook contract. Eh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. No, I think the use. Start building the bridge, ass. A use, a use, I think the use of the initials is worth at least a quarter in the draft. I don't have loose change. It's 2022. Yeah, initials is, is, a, is 10 cents. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Well, when find, I say when a I dime do a in the couch over there and throw it in the jar. <laughs> Saving a dime. It's got to be, one, it's gotta be one in these chairs. Uh, Chuck Omako says he who shall not be named would have traded next year's first round pick to get something this year. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. He would have traded it for Chris Letang. Right. Yeah, yeah he's doing the exact opposite. Let's just, uh, Michael. We love that you're here every day. I, I jokingly call you our beacon of positivity because you know I get it. You've been you've been, you've been a fan for a long time. It sucks to see losing, but just know it. Just remember that this is losing for to get good later. It's not because hey, we just don't want to pay guys and you know whatever. This is this is a plan. This team has a plan for the first time in a long time. Let's just. Let it play out. Let it play out. Give it a chance. It's been only a couple of months. Let it breathe. Let it be like a bottle of wine and let it breathe before yeah. you Got to let those tannins consuming. breathe. Yeah. It just, you know, I, I get it. You're a longtime fan and watching a team lose stinks. But this is losing for a purpose. This is losing to eventually be, bring back those Stanley Cup years. You got to have some pain to have the pleasure. Uh, I think yeah. that was a he Max says he's been, 20 song, too. He right? said he's some 41, I believe. Some 41. Yeah. He said he's been watching Love games since 1961. And, Michael, what happened between 1961 and 2010? A lot of a shit. A whole lot of nothing. Yes. And it took bottoming out to get to the three Stanley Cups of the 2010s. So, yeah, part of winning is the pain to get there. Very few teams are just great forever. And he, Yeah. It just, no. It's you not baseball. You no, can't just buy, and if you want to see my rant, go to CHGO Sports on Twitter. Um, you can't just buy your way out of problems, especially with a hard cap. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when there was no salary cap, it was a little bit different because Detroit could just keep paying the best players to come and join. Brendan right. Shanahan, come on down. Chris right. Chelios, let's go. Everybody, come on, come on, come on, come on in. Dominic Oshik. Let's give Sergey no $20 million. Yeah, it just it doesn't matter. You could just pay and pay and pay. Now with a cap, especially. You have to rebuild. Every team, like Boston's going to have to do it soon. Pittsburgh should be doing it now when they're not. All the teams that had that great success in the 2010s are going are, are destined for a downturn here. Yes, the it's hard going sal- to happen. The hard salary cap in the NHL pays you for being – it makes you pay for being successful, and it makes long-term success virtually impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can't be a Stanley Cup contender – for 20 years in a row anymore, unless you just have like the most unbelievable luck drafting late in the draft. Right. So the, while I understand the purpose of the salary cap, it's there to try and make everybody competitive. It also doesn't reward you for drafting well and developing your own talent. Cause eventually you got to get rid of some of those guys to make them all, you got to make hard decisions. So it's, Serves a purpose, but it's also counterproductive to that purpose. So personally, I wish they would just go to a luxury tax type of system where if you want to buy yourself a championship every year, 
go for it. Like, do it. But you got to pay a penalty or whatever it is. So, yeah. You got to pay the troll toll. So, every team's success, we're going to look. Hey, Colorado's that team. Let's watch Tampa. Tampa's had a really good run of being able to kind of keep things around, but they lost a lot this offseason. And let's see how they come back after three runs. Tampa has a little bit of an advantage because Florida has no state income tax, so you can sign guys. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you could sign guys yeah. for a million less, but they're actually going to make more than if they were making, you know, you can make 7.5 in Tampa and make the same amount of money after taxes as you would making nine anywhere else mm-hmm. in the country. Right. That's an advantage, and they take it. They, they use it to their advantage. Look at the Stamkos deal. Yeah. So it's, Tampa is going to come through some hard times here soon. I feel like Dusty Rhodes now, hard times. <laughs> um, Colorado is eventually going to have hard times. especially. And they did to get here. Yes. Yeah. They're already seeing some hard they're times. They're historically bad. But like look, but look 50 how 50-something points one year? Yeah, look, but look how bad, look how bad, look how many key guys of their championship team are not going to be there this year because of the salary cap, because they got to pay Kale McCart. They're going to have to pay Nathan McKinnon. Yep. So Darcy Kemper, he's no longer there. Uh, Nazem Kadri, likely not coming not back. Coming it's back. still weird that mm-hmm. he hasn't signed anywhere. He's maybe have played yeah. himself. He might have played himself into a lesser contract now, but we'll see how that happens. Uh, before we wrap up, I know Cam- uh, we might have had Cameron jump into the show late. Why on earth would Pittsburgh rebuild right now? They probably won't win a cup, but stop right there. They won't win a cup. So what's the point? What is the point of giving all that money to Malkin and Latang to just play out until, and by the way, both those guys are hurt all the time. Pittsburgh's going to be first, second round flame out every year, and then they're going to be screwed because they'll have no prospects and, and nothing to show for it. Making the playoffs with no possible Stanley Cup is useless. You're just spinning your tires. You're not doing anything. The Hawks tried it's to do Minnesota it last year. Wild. It did, yeah, what's, yeah, what is the use of being the Minnesota Wild? Why? Just to have the playoff revenue? Cool, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Right. It doesn't, in the end, get you anything. It's hockey hell. The purpose of doing this is to eventually get back to, hopefully, a position where they can win a Stanley Cup or multiple Stanley Cups. And then when you look at the teams that are contending now, all of them went through a period of pain to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So it's part of it. It's part of it, especially in the cap world. Pain is part of the process, and that's where we are right now. Yep. Embrace the pain because eventually it will feel good again. Yeah, that's the exactly. Whole yep. It's like getting a tattoo. Once they're done, you got that sweet tribal armband. The kids still get those, the sweet tribal armbands. You are old uh, for two Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I knew I was before I said <laughs> Not All sure. right, what do we need, the Mario? Old, the old Bill Goldberg? Yeah, we need the, bar- yeah, the barbed wire. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get one of them this weekend. Uh, if you are embracing the pain uh, with the Blackhawks, and if you are embracing the pain with your workouts, one thing that can help you get over that pain is a good product to help you in the recovery. And look no further than Owen. What is Owen, you may ask? What's Owen, Mario? What is Owen? It's spelled O-W-Y-N, and it stands for only what you need. Oh. Because Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you the nutrition that works just as hard as you do. All of Owen's products are free of artificial ingredients. They are allergen-friendly. They don't contain any gluten or dairy and are easily digestible. That's all good things. You may have heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who follows a plant-based diet. Right now, Owen and CHGO are partnering up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off of your first purchase at liveowen.com when you use the promo code CHGO20. I have used Owen myself. It is delicious. It is helping me in my workout recovery time, uh, allowing me to uh, pump iron more often. And uh, if you want to be like myself and Justin Fields, one in the same when it comes to elite talent, elite athletic abilities, try Owen. Again, O-W-Y-N, only what you need. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Oh, we want to finish today's show with a little message. One moment. Uh, I just wanted to address the the Bobby Ryan uh, situation we got going on. Uh, Bobby Ryan, of course, if you you know his story, he's dealt with a lot of of bad things uh, in his career, including dealing with alcohol addiction. And uh, he was he got his act together, was sober for quite a while. Uh, and then the demon got the best of him and he got in a little trouble in Nashville and he has to start over again. And he tweeted out this morning. I've had so many incredible messages today. Thank you all for all of them. Today is day one again, mostly embarrassed, but I shouldn't be. 
today I'm waking up and choosing better. I just wanted to give a shout out to Bobby Ryan. I'm on day 1,226 of my sobriety. That's 1,226 24-hour long battles not to pick up the bottle again. I wouldn't be sitting here in this seat. I wouldn't be working with this great team. I probably wouldn't be here if I had not, I mean, at all, alive, had I not decided to finally stop drinking. So, Bobby, there is nothing to be embarrassed about. It's a struggle, and I got your back, brother. I'm here. You know, I, I know I'm just a guy from Chicago talking hockey, but if you ever need someone, reach out. <clears throat> I'd love to talk to you about it. We are all in this together. Addiction is real. It's a son of a bitch. It is hard to kick. I have to make it. You know, I have had many nights where I have sat and literally stared at a bottle of bourbon and talked myself out of not opening up because it's not worth it. So, Bobby Ryan, you, I, you have my full support, and I'm cheering for you, and I can't wait until you get your streak going again. Absolutely. Starting today, right? Starting That's today. What Bobby day said. one. Every day, one day, every day is day one as far as I'm concerned. All right. Go get him, Bobby Ryan. Greg, we're all proud of you, man. I didn't know you well before here, but I knew of you. You know, hockey Twitter is a it's a place. It's certainly a place where it's kind of how we all knew each other before here. And so we're, we're following your journey. And uh, I know I speak for Mario, too. We're both super proud of you yep. and everybody in the chat. Hey, as well, and if so. anybody out there is dealing yeah. with any kind of addiction, you need somebody to talk to. My DMs are open. I share my struggles because I know it can help somebody else. So. Always, if you need somebody to talk to, you need somebody to get you through a dark moment, it's what I'm here for. All right. No better way to end it than that. We want to thank Sarah for running the show today. Thank you very much. Reminder, tomorrow at 11, Scott Wheeler of The Athletic will be on the show to break down the Blackhawks' prospects, and all of a sudden, they're plentiful. It's looking better. very, very solid. It's looking better. So join us at 11 a.m. tomorrow. We'll be remote, but we'll be live on YouTube We'll talk to you then on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.